Welcome back to Strucky Sports Talk for this week's episode. As always, I'm your host, Colin Struckman, and we've got an incredible episode on tap today as I welcome special guest Matt Sewell to the show, who is another D1 athlete from my hometown of Portsmouth, Rhode Island, as he played college football at Bryant University in Smithfield, Rhode Island. It was awesome to talk to him and get his thoughts on his journey toward the NFL as a free agent as he has faced so many setbacks and fought through adversity as he's someone that I look up to and I suggest everyone listening should as well. He's someone who I grew up with, my older brother and and him were good friends growing up. So I was pretty much around him a lot of the time. I kind of got to see him grow up along with my family as well. So it was amazing to talk to him again, get to see him just develop as a person and a football player. And he's a phenomenal role model to look up to and I think it's just a great time to get right into this interview so without further ado here he is Matt Sewell I'm here with a two-time all-state football player in Rhode Island a former Rhode Island Gatorade player of the year and an all- New England Conference selection at Bryant. His senior season is Matt Sewell. Matt, welcome to the show, and how's it going? What's up, Colin? I'm glad to, to be on here. It's really cool to be on here. So let's start with your early beginnings with football. Was this a sport that you were born into or just decided to try out? I think I was definitely born into it. You know, my brother put the football in the crib, so we have. he definitely tells me about that all the time. But uh yeah, I don't know. It was just something. Uh, I mean, you grew up in this in this environment, so it was just sports was what you did around here. So I think I just gravitated towards it because my older brother did it and um, excelled in it. And I think um, you can agree you look up to your older brother. So that's what you that's what you want to do. Right. I definitely do. <laughs> so what made football kind of stand out from all the other sports? I don't think it did until, you know, high school when it started to get serious and uh Serious as in like double sessions and, um, you know, there was kind of a football um, environment in Portsmouth. But I think when I was younger, it was just you just played every sport. I don't know. It was just what you did. Football, basketball, baseball, um, lacrosse. So I think I just love sports in general. My family's a big sports family in general. And um, I, I didn't have any pressure to pick football. It was just like something I was good at and my dad was just you know pushing us to do as many sports as we could and I just you know fell in love with the game definitely can see that and just want to mention I don't know if you know this but I think your old baseball glove is at my house no I'm pretty sure yeah so like when my when my dad and I play catch in the backyard like I have like one that's like kind of nice. Like I'm not playing baseball anymore, but like yeah. he just grabs one and I think it's yours. Like it says, you know, it, like, you know why? Is. That's because at one point when you guys lived on Macquarie, it was wake up. Like this is so, this is so like, like such a throwback. It was like, wake up, hop on my bike, ride to your house. Like I would have, <laughs> I would have the glove on the, on the bike handle. And then we just would we play backyard baseball with the whole neighborhood. Like that was a we we had a little bit of a movement going there in Macquarie. It's sad to the see Ma- you guys. The Macquarie go. mobsters, yeah. The Macquarie mobsters, yeah, with Benny Hurd, right? That's how, dude. I'm telling you, me and me and Connor can attest to this. When he makes it big, we were uh, we were in the us four were in the backyard hitting the balls over the house. 
and we were like, this kid is different. This kid is too young to be hitting it this, this far. So he's was, coming off. He's coming yeah. off back-to-back uh, championships in basketball. He's, he's not doing too bad, yeah. Natural. He'll have some options, huh? Yeah, I know. So moving on to your career at Portsmouth, what would you say kind of made you stay at Portsmouth all four years and not try and chase another elite private school in Rhode Island? I mean, there's Hendrickson, there's LaSalle, there's the Abbey. There's so many other options yeah. on the island. What made you kind of stay at home? I think it, I mean, there was definitely options to go there, right? It was mostly LaSalle and Hendrickson, but um, I think, I think a big part of it was seeing my brother do it before me and was like, you know, if you're good or like, if you, you can make it out of Portsmouth, no matter what type of athlete you are, if you work hard, you don't need to go to these fancy private schools and growing up, um, we always disliked the private school. So I just wanted to be homegrown and show, you know, like my brother showed me that it's possible to go from public school to D1 to wherever you want to go. So that was a kind of motivation. And I don't know, a little bit of loyalty, I guess, to my buddies and my teammates. Um, I think I had a lot to do with it. And uh, yeah, just staying home. And we've seen a lot of star athletes go out and chase that prep school route. I mean, we saw Cole Swider do it with St. Andrews, Chris Heron with Tabor, Andrew mm-hmm. Travis with Cushing, and that's certainly a good option. But I mean, there's there's always Portsmouth. You were able to stay home and yeah. make it big. You went to Bryant, and there's there's nothing right there's now. Not, not to cut you. Out, there's nothing wrong with doing that at all either. I don't. I oh don't, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, I I'm just you know for um I guess not to. I'm just not in their same situation where I was this big time situation. You know, I, I was just a home hometown kid that had some athleticism, but I wasn't this six, six, you know, whatever. So I, I, you know, there, I, there was people trying to make me, you know, go places, but you know, Cole Swider, Andrew Travis and Heron, those are, those are prodigies for lack of a better term. So I was just trying to, I was just trying to get a scholarship at that point. No doubt. And you ended up choosing Bryant to go play college football at what made you choose to go there I think the academics the academics played a huge role it's a great school um great business program um had a had a lot to do with setting me up for after football there was other schools obviously that I was considering but um just in terms of the fit and the coach had you know the first time I put on pads was with Marty Fine football camp in the early 2000s in Portsmouth and he was the head guy there um so it just kind of fit and um great academics great athletics and uh a president in Ronald Makeley who's not there anymore but he invests a lot of time and a lot of money into the athletics especially the football so I just saw it as a uh, division one program on the you know the ascent the on the upslope so it was a good choice for me and I'm happy I made it so at Bryant, you played primarily wide receiver. I know you were a quarterback in high school at Portsmouth mm-hmm. and then transitioned to wide receiver. And I know like a lot of high school players play a lot of different positions. Like you're not just playing one position normally. Right. But what was the process like of kind of changing positions and how did you adapt to that? I think the quarterback to receiver transition is pretty seamless for a lot of people. I think going into the college recruiting um, process I was always seen as an athlete you know you have the wide pure wide receivers the you know and then you have the they call them the athletes the ATHs 
And so I always knew that I was going to be a punt returner, a kick returner, and a wide receiver. So I was pretty used to that process. And um, there's a lot of nuance to the wide receiver position. As I'm sure you know, playing sports your whole life, there's a nuances to every position in every sport. So those are things that you just got to, you know, I guess, you know, commit to, to learning about. Out. And honestly, I'm happy I made the transition because I really do love the wide receiver position and it's helped me get to places I didn't think I would. And it definitely seems like there's more opportunities. I mean, the quarterback mm-hmm. position is so competitive. No it's just such it. a rare position to be great at. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I don't think there was ever, I think you or I was the only school that was looking at me as a dual threat quarterback. And, um, you know, and even at Bryant, we had some packages where I ran the option and the triple option. So I think I was always going to be a receiver and kind of following, you know, Bobby's footsteps in that in that um, aspect. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you you can look at the draft right now. I mean, you got it. They're tearing these guys apart and these are great players. And so, you know, there's only one there's only 32 jobs to be a starting NFL quarterback. So no doubt about that. I mean, the draft, it's kind of unfair, too. Like I've seen in mock drafts, like Justin Fields kind of dropped down. And I think he should be the number two. I, I mean, yeah. Zach Wilson is getting a lot of hype right now. He had a great career at BYU, but I'd still take Justin Fields. I mean, he played in the national championship. He yeah. played in the semi the year before against Clemson. So yeah. I, I think he's the whole package. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going number one. Like, there's no doubt about that. But, yeah. I mean, all these guys have proven that they're capable of playing in the NFL. But still, I mean... Even yeah. Mac Jones had a lot of slander, and I don't know if that's really needed. Warren. I get he did play with a lot of great receivers, so mm-hmm. that kind of taints it a little bit maybe. But yeah, That could be a negative. I just – uh, yeah, no, you're right, and that's why this – um, it was cool going through this process myself, obviously not to the extent that they are, but it's something that, you know, when you hang them up and you you go get a job, it's like – the the competition and the nitpicking and the high pressure situations that these you know going into camp with this kind of pressure is is something that very little people feel so that's something that I'm I'm very happy to be you know in some aspects accustomed to but um yeah I, I agree I think they're they're nitpicking at some great players and I think um over the years you can kind of see with obviously with Tom Brady um AB that these scouting reports and these, these, the draft is a very, uh, it's not a science. I think it's more of an art form and you see a lot of late round picks being that ended up, I think it's more than half the NFL right now on active rosters are undrafted free agents that were signed after the draft. So, I mean, that's another reason that I keep going is because of stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's just not a science. So I think there's a lot of diamonds in the rough out there that people are going to be happy to sign. And was your brother a draft pick? He he played for the Titans in the preseason, right? Yeah. So he was one of those undrafted free agents that um same like similar to me got a call after the draft. So after that seventh round finished up, you your phone starts ringing, and they they bring you in for mini camp and training camp. So he was actually signed to the Titans right after the draft. And I, that was that was a pretty cool experience for me to sit sit down there and um, watch that. So sticking with pro football and the NFL, kind of going into your career and what you're trying to accomplish right now, you were able to work out for a couple of different NFL teams, including the Houston Texans and the New York Jets. What was that experience like for you? Oh, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was 
it was everything, you know, that I dreamed it to be. It was a great opportunity. Extremely grateful that, you know, it's just cool to, after the draft, you get, you get, and leading up to it, you're getting phone calls from NFL teams. And obviously I'm not extremely highly, highly touted, but it was just really cool to be on NFL radars as a kid, you know, growing up, you know, Portsmouth, Rhode Island, small school, small state, and you're getting calls from the New York Jets and Houston Texans and, um, that was cool. And then just the facilities. I mean, it was unbelievable what these guys, <laughs> what these guys, I mean, it's paradise for, for an athlete and for a gym rat. I mean, it's, it has everything you need. And then the competition was eye opening, not in the sense that it was, you know, so crazy, but it was just so, um, I want to even say like intoxicating, just everything was perfect. The grass is perfect. The, uh, the, you know, the, the catches, the passes are easier to catch because these guys are just to use a baseball term like paint and corners. They're just putting it like it's it's unbelievable. So I think uh, it, it only deepened my infatuation with the sport and uh, it was an awesome experience for sure. So were you around kind of like veterans or was that kind of guys just trying to get on the team like and yeah, make so, it to practice squad? Yeah, rookie minicamp is mostly um, there were some practice squad guys but mostly rookies um there you'd see guys around the facility um like jj watt was was in a texas facility i think bill o'brien like he came into a rookie meeting and bill o'brien had to tell him to go home because he was they got he was just always in the facility like he is he is as dedicated as advertised like the guy is a all pro d tackle and he's at rookie minicamp it's like it's like jj go home man but uh but yeah, so it, it was cool. And then just staying after with the um, the veteran practice squad guys and lear learning stuff. Like I remember staying after um, practice at the Jets with uh, practice squad DBs and just going over releases. And it's just it's just the best job in the world. It's it's like I can't believe um you know you get to do this as a job. And then it was the eye opening stuff of like holy crap I can get open. Like I you know it's like you know, that kid's a draft pick. I just caught a pass on him. It's like, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And um, I think it goes a long way for your confidence and your mental to, especially from coming where we come from. It's like, all right, these, these guys aren't superheroes, you know, you can, you can compete with them. So it was, it was pretty cool like that as well. Yeah, it was definitely cool to see you kind of get started on your journey, get that shot and looking at it, you have faced many setbacks in your career. You tore mm -hmm. your Achilles when you were with the Orlando Apollos of the AAF. I know that league didn't last very long, but still you got a chance there. Unfortunately, we're injured. And then most recently, the pandemic, which has kind of just threw a wrench in almost everything in our yeah. country and across the world that prevented you from playing in the CFL with the yeah. Calgary Stampede, Stampeders rather. And then it also affected your chance at the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals, the league canceling the preseason what would you say kind of keeps you motivated to keep pushing yourself despite all these obstacles that have been thrown your way? Yeah, I saw, I saw this in your, uh, your email and I was trying to think, like, I don't, I don't even know. It's just who I am. I mean, I just, I, uh, even after football's over and, you know, he, he, this year has shown that, you know, obviously it's going to come to an end at some point. So, you know, I have my interests off the field and, you know, obviously career plans off the field with the, degree from Bryant but it's just like I enjoy having a goal and waking up and uh like striving to reach it uh, you know I don't know any other way to live really and um I guess just having a taste of that NFL a taste of 
you know, hearing what the co- like Bill O'Brien has said to me, Sean Payton, uh, you know, Steve Spurrier, for God's sakes, like uh, it's just it's just something I want to keep going with. So it's like I was talking to your brother before this, too, and it was like I think he, he, he was saying that he's really proud and really happy that you're going down this route and doing something you really love. And I'd have to agree, man. I mean, I, I think this is really cool what you're doing. You're so proactive as as a young kid. And um, I think just, dude, life is short. You got to do what you want to do. And that's what I've kind of, it's kind of a blessing in disguise with this pandemic. It was like the Achilles. I mean, once you make it through that rehab, it's like, I I don't, I don't want to stop. Like I, this is very few people could, could, I feel could do that on their own. So to be back running in the four fours after that is like, I, you know, you just feel like you, you know, you, you should be belong there. And then um, with teams still interested. And uh, so basically this free agent process is like, you need to stay active, right? You need to have film. Mm-hmm. So basically that's what the AAF was about was like, okay, I had these NFL shots. Now let me go get film in the AAF, right? Got some good film. Obviously you can't control injuries. You can't control pandemics. So it's like, you know, I don't feel the need to hang them up when external factors are keeping me from my goals mm. and not, you know, my, my ability. And so that's what I would tell any player, any person really is like, if you're still having fun with it, especially this, you know, going down this meteor route and you, and you love it, man, keep, keep going. Cause this is really cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely going to pursue that. I mean, obviously with this so podcast cool. doing the broadcast for basketball football volleyball soccer got baseball coming up so definitely excited about that i'm telling you man you're a natural it's <laughs> thank you thank you but what would you say would kind of be your pitch to a team that is thinking about signing you uh yeah i don't know you know i i do know but i don't want to sound you know too too full of myself but I mean, you can just check check the adversity I've had to overcome, you know, the Achilles, the pandemic, um, staying proactive, running routes and, you know, coming back to my hometown and running routes with these guys in Providence and setting a culture of competition in this state. I mean, we at some point we had 60 guys out there running one on ones, just trying to just staying hungry, filming them, sending them to our agents and just, you know, changing the culture in this state of you know, these athletes, these athletes are real deal over here and you're seeing it every single year out of pick a school, you know, there's so many D one athletes out out here. So I think a pitch to them is just, you're going to get a guy that was humbled in his process of, of making it to the pros and um, really went back to square one of finding out why he wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, just going to work every single day. And that's what it is. Chop wood and carry water every single day. Just get 1% better. And that's what they'll get from me. And uh, I'm, I'm infatuated with the game. I'll be around the game for as long as, you know, you know, I'm alive. So, you know, I'm just a football junkie. And that's, I, I know that shot will come for me. So I, I just can't wait until it comes. Yeah. And we've seen the hard work you put in. I mean, I'll see you on Instagram from time to time with Island Athletics and you're always yeah. working hard. No. even with Cole, sometimes obviously he's been on the pod before. Great to see you guys going at it. I know you guys are probably watching each other growing up. So just seeing yeah. that hometown bond of everyone just coming together and working hard is is definitely great to see. Mm-hmm. But wrapping up here, got a few more questions before we end. I'm sure you have a favorite football movie. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of great ones. 
what's going to be your number one? What's your favorite football movie? It's probably like the most cliche one, but Remember the Titans was, I probably know every word to Remember the Titans. Yeah, I agree. That'd have to be my favorite too. And there's a ton of great ones, but that one just stands out to me. Still, still relevant today. And, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable acting. I just love, I love that. I love that movie. I need it's to watch definitely, that. It's definitely great too. I just started watching Last Chance U too on Netflix, the documentary series, the Juco yeah, series. That's great. Yeah, that's, uh, that's like, that's, that's cool, but it's like, I need some positivity. I know. I know. There's there can be like a lot of negativity in that. So something like light, like you know, remember the Titans is definitely is definitely my go-to. I'd say another one that you know, as I was growing up, like any given Sunday, that that one gets a little crazy. But that's a that's an entertaining movie. But like, uh, but that's a crazy movie as well. So obviously you're from chance you wish. Yeah, I know. Obviously you're from Rhode Island being from Portsmouth, but what would you say is your favorite summer activity in Rhode Island? Summer activity, I'm a golf fiend. I I, I love golfing, so that's got to be my number one, obviously, the beaches around here. Love to surf a little bit, but yeah, probably golfing 100%. Definitely a good answer. I, I need to learn how to golf. I, I've been there. Yeah, I, I literally, I well. just talked to Connor. I was like, we need it. I think he, I think he hurt his back last time he played oh yeah yeah, yeah so we, i was like we got to get you out here definitely <laughs> you. i'm I'm telling you i'm gonna get you guys out there it's um it's the worst and the best sport yeah it seems like it yeah you hit one good shot and it keeps you coming back so i know definitely gotta get you guys out there oh, he played baseball so that kind of ruined his golf swing it kind of just messed with it a little bit i but... found that the best golfers are like hockey players i swear mm. to god it's a slap shot I'd be pretty good then. I mean, I, don't, I yeah. played hockey for you know eight years or so. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I swear it's like something with the slap shot and the golf swing just kind of marry well together. So definitely gonna get you out there, man. Definitely have to try it out. But one last question. It's kind of what I've been asking all the athletes from around here. Yeah. There's two answers. I know what the right one is, but you know, I know. Yeah, no. You know. Would, all right. So we still gotta ask which flavor of Dells are you going with, lemon or watermelon? Half and half, dude. Half and half, half. half. Yeah. Come on. You haven't, have you not done that? I have never done that. No. Dude, I, I see. I worked at Dell's way back. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, no, go half and half. I'm, if I broke the news on that, you, you guys got to try that. That's, That's a pretty good answer. That, yeah. that we've never seen that before here on this podcast. Really? Maxwell is paving the way here with the half and half oh on the God, Dell's I lemonade. I thought that was a thing. Uh, I I've never tried it before. I feel like I have heard of that. I just I never think of it. It's always lemon or watermelon. I never think like mix them both. Half, man, I'm telling you, that's that's a pretty good answer. I I did not think of that. Cool. But man. yeah, that's gonna do it, Matt. Thanks for coming on, and best of luck for with you and your career. My pleasure, man. I'll be I'll be seeing you soon, and tell tell your mom and dad and Katie I said hi, man. It's been too long. Keep that glove, by the way, too. That's all yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that's unbelievable that's i know it's just crazy it's just lying around i'm like yeah. like i guess he did make the good decision and went to go play football right i just ball. yeah that was like kind of me just letting baseball go was leaving it at your house that was, yeah just, all right, man. just let you. it go in the past yeah thank you so much for having me man this was a blast of course man thanks Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Strucky Sports Talk and a huge shout out to Matt for coming on the podcast and it was awesome to talk to him and catch up with him about 
his career in football. And we've got a great sports night on Thursday with the NFL draft. It's one of the best sports nights of the year. And make sure if you're watching to keep an eye out for defensive lineman Kawiti Pei, who came to Rhode Island as a refugee from Guinea and ended up playing high school football at Hendrickson and then went on to just be a stud at Michigan. So he's touted to be a first-round pick in the draft, and the whole state is rooting for him. So I'd like to wish him the best of luck as he will have his name called on the stage in Cleveland on Thursday night. But that's going to do it for this edition of Strucky Sports Talk, and stay tuned for next week's episode. Until next time, this has been Strucky signing off.